come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing what is there left to say or do? Love with compassion, according to God's word. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We are live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And as always, you guys are great. You guessed it. You know it. We're going to talk about compassion this week. So let's get right down to it. And I'm also a little more excited than normal because I am delivering the message at my church on this Sunday. So I'm excited about my preparation for that. And I will tell you more about that next week. But anyway, let's get right down in today's Bible study lesson. The world and the biblical meaning of compassion means to empathize with someone who is suffering and to feel compelled to reduce the suffering. We can find this biblically in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And it says, love is patient, Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It isn't proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Huh. That is a lot about love. Love, 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 love. You've heard that word a million times before. You probably used it yourself. You told your parents you loved them. You told your grandparents you loved them. You told your siblings you loved them. You told toys that you loved them. You have told someone, a friend, anybody. You have told someone. You have used those words. Those are probably one of the most powerful words outside of the name of Jesus. We are discussing the aftermath of the resurrection. What better topic than love and compassion? Jesus died that we may have life. That's the ultimate example of compassion for a people who didn't deserve it. No, we did not deserve Jesus going to the cross. But you know what? Jesus saw our suffering. He knew we were headed to a bad place. He knew we were headed to hell in a handbasket. So he did the unthinkable because you know why? He loved us. Yep, you guys know it. This will be flipped on us, my young loyal listeners. We are to live the same compassionate life that Jesus Christ lived for us. That is going to be difficult. Well, no, it isn't. You know why? Because you guys are powerful. You guys are strong. You have the word. You have the spirit of the living Christ in you. You can do all things and we can do this. Jesus lived this life in front of us knowing that we couldn't make it into the kingdom being filthy and ratchet and full of sin. That's what he did. He did that to change us. He, he took away our suffering by going to the cross. The road we are on was leading straight to a life condemned to living in hell. You can't dispute it. You know it was because that's the, we were born into sin. That is no place for people like us, or is it? And I'm talking about hell, that is. And no, no, neither is it a place for your friends that don't know Christ yet that you can help. In order to ensure it isn't, we must, and I mean we must, show the love and compassion of Christ 
that God placed in each and every one of his children that confessed his son as Lord and Savior. You guys did it. I did it. There are people that we know who didn't do it. So we have to show this love and compassion to them. What say you? Are you down with it? Are you here for it? Because I'm here for it. Love requires us to make right the wrongs. It requires us to forgive and to preserve the relationship. It requires us to live a way that is truly pleasing to God. What I'm trying to say is this. What I'm trying to say is this. There are people in your life. There are people that you have come across that have wronged you. You cannot cut them off. You cannot tear them out of your life and throw them away. That is not what God did. That is not what Jesus did for us. I know that's not what we signed up for. But I'm here to tell you that is exactly what you signed up for when we confess Christ. You guys are looking a little defeated. No, don't look that way. Don't feel that way. Yep, you're thinking about some old relationships that you just cut people off at the core. As soon as they did something wrong, you said, I'm done with you. You didn't even forgive them. But rest assured, don't worry about that. Forgive yourself for it and move on and don't just do it going forward. Let me guess. You don't like what's required when you say you love someone. Yep, when you say you love someone, you have to do all these things. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all those things when you say those words. Here's the thing, even if you don't think you said it, your actions say that you do. Your actions can tell a person that you really care about them. So you have to know that, hey, you're now responsible for that. I want you to take a moment and think about where would you be if Jesus felt the exact same way you feel after hearing what love requires. Think about it. Jesus followed his father's lead. Look at John 3.16. And you know what it says? God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. God loved us so much, even in our righteousness, even in our recklessness, even in our sinful nature. God gave his only begotten son that he can redeem us from our suffering. God's love for us can be shown through the many opportunities he's presented us with time and time again to reconcile ourselves back to him. Yes, we have missed some of the opportunities where we can do that. Let's not miss the opportunities going forward. Let's show that love and compassion that God requires of us to other people. Let me close this segment with this awesome scripture I found in Ephesians 4, 1-3. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle and be patient bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. That is the scripture on compassion in a nutshell. Make every effort to keep us together by the bond of peace. We received the greatest gift known to man, which was the Spirit of Christ, the calling to be more and more like Christ. Love is the key to keeping the unity. Verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 13 is clear. If we do not have love, and more importantly, show love, I am no more than a noisemaker. Let's not be noisemakers for God. Let's be those who show love and compassion, helping people to reconcile back to a loving God, just as we did. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about 1 Corinthians 13, and I asked the group, how many of you love your parents? Hands raised. I asked, how many of you love your siblings? 
hands raised. I asked, how many of you love your extended family and friends? Hands raised. I went on to say that love is a very strong word, and if we say we love these people, we must remember what the Bible tells us in verse 5. The NIV reads, it, meaning love, does not dishonor others. It, meaning love, is not self-seeking. It, meaning love, is not easily angered. It, meaning love, keeps no record of wrongs. You can't say that you have love for a person and then the minute something doesn't go your way or they don't do what you ask, you're mad. Remember, love does not get easily angered. You can't say that you have the love of Christ but constantly run down a list of all the wrongs that a person has done to you. Remember, love keeps no record of wrongs. Can you imagine if God kept a record of our wrongs? Think about that. Would we even make it into heaven? We need to change our stinking thinking and begin to live and walk in love like God commanded us to. The way you know you have love for another person is by forgiving them and not keeping a record of wrongs. For me, love and forgiveness are deeply connected. When Jesus was on that cross dying for us, he asked God to forgive them for they know not what they do. Who are the them that Jesus was talking about? They were the ones who were torturing him. They were the ones that were in the crowd and were in agreement with killing him. If Jesus can love the very people who did not love him and ask that they be forgiven, why can't we have that same love and forgiveness? Who are we not to forgive those who have done or said things that have hurt us, that have turned their backs on us when we needed them? We can forgive them. It takes a lot of love to do it, but we can do it. We are made in God's image, so we have everything in us to, that we need to love, even the unlovable. And we are commanded to love unconditionally, meaning we can't say, I'll love you if you do this. Or I'll love you when you do that. No, we should love one another just as God loves us. Always remember 1 Corinthians 13, 13, which reads, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. In summary, the importance of knowing that love and compassion are our greatest gifts from God. What is love without compassion? And what is compassion without love? It is a person that has the inability to change the world, to help someone, to see someone in need, and to give them a helping hand. So, I will close with this quote. The purpose of human life is to serve, and to show compassion, and the will to help others. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share, so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennett. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.